We're back with a fresh and new episode of the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. When you're here with us, it's important that you know that you can always expect content that lifts up the name of Jesus and the cross. These will be told through messages and conversations that are powerful, dynamic, and encouraging. A new resource that we want you to know about is our 24-7 helpline. No matter where you find yourself, if you just need someone to talk to, to pray with you, and to believe God for you in whatever that difficult season of life looks like, we want you to know that we're here for you. And if you know someone who maybe needs help because of addiction, you can give them the same number and we can help them begin their new life. That number is 888-520-0620. Once again, that's 888-520-0620. Today, we're going to be blessed with a message from Pastor Paul Binion from Westside Church of God in Fresno, California. Listen in as he shares from God's Word at Spiritual Emphasis 2021. God bless you today, my friends. Well, beloved, I've been praying all day about tonight, and the Spirit of the Lord told me I'm here to pray. There's somebody here tonight that is struggling, and you are questioning the faithfulness of God. I'll come as a voice to you to remind you that God is faithful, and that no matter what you're facing or enduring, the Lord has not forgot about you. You may feel that he has forgotten about you. And the devil is the one who's whispering in your ear saying, God ain't thinking about you. Well, the devil, he didn't, he been, he's been a liar for the whole, his whole time. In fact, someone said he's a father of lies. The devil is lying. But I've come tonight just to share with you from the word of the Lord just for a little bit. And then I'm going to pray. And that's really why I'm here tonight on assignment to pray. To pray for you. And again, this is a great time, and I tell you, I cherish these times of spiritual emphasis when the body of Christ can come together. Greetings to my brothers and sisters from wherever you are. I'm just your older brother in Fresno. I'm just your older brother in Fresno. And uh, one, one of the young folks at church asked me recently about my hair. He said, Pastor, where did your hair go? Well, me and my hair, we, my hair left me and said, I'm not coming back. So they were very concerned about my lack of hair. But I'm doing well being hairless in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture which has been given us, I think we're very familiar with. We're very, very familiar with what the Bible says. The Bible says that God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And our God and great God tonight, we're grateful tonight to be here in this, your presence. Thankful, Lord, for the time of worship. Thank you, Lord, that you're here present by your spirit. Now, God, speak, we pray for the next few moments we ask in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. amen. We can connect the coming of Christ. We can expect the coming of Christ because God is faithful. And all the things that outline to us here, especially in verses four on, rest on God's faithfulness to his grace. We count on God's grace because he's faithful. And here in verse number nine, the word is very emphatic here when it says God is faithful. God is always true to his word. He has been, he is, and he always will be. 
God is trustworthy and reliable. God is faithful in the absolute sense. He attests our calling eternally by his character. We can depend on that. He is worthy of our trust. He is the agent of our salvation. God's call is an effectual call that brings forth salvation. We have eternal life because God saved us and is true to his word. He is faithful to all of his promises. He's not a man that he would lie. And he says here, we've entered the fellowship of Jesus the Christ, our Lord. We are now in complete communion with him. God's faithfulness gives confidence again to the assurance of our salvation. We can trust God with our future because he would deliver on his promises. He will not disappoint you. He will not let you down. He is totally trustworthy and we can be thankful for divine faithfulness. It is something that we don't deserve or, or even earn. It all rests on the work of Christ. His faithfulness is the guarantee of our salvation. He will preserve us blameless. He will never let us down. And I'm going to go against the teaching that I received, Pastor Ron. My homiletics professor many years ago at seminary would not approve of this, but I'm going to leave this text and go someplace else. He would, not, he would not give me a passing mark for the lesson on tonight. But as the Spirit of the Lord spoke to my heart and said that somebody here needed to see an example of God's faithfulness to one who faced very challenging circumstances, the Spirit of the Lord took me to the Old Testament, and you can read it later, but I want to talk a little bit about Joseph tonight. Joseph. In the Old Testament chapters of 37 and chapter 50, you can read of his story, but there are some truths here about the faithfulness of God. In the life of Joseph, I just want to take a few more minutes and then I'm going to pray. But after the Bible, after Joseph's brothers threw him into a pit, sold him into slavery, Joseph arrived in Egypt and was sold yet again to an Egyptian man by the name of Potiphar. And as verse 39 opens, Joseph is left as a teenager in slavery, in a foreign land, separated from his family and from his homeland. And anyone wonders, he, he was wondering, he was wondering, where is God? I'm sure in his mind he was wondering, where is God? But as Genesis 39 and verse 2 says, the Lord is with Joseph. And I've come to tell someone tonight, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. And these five words, all run as a thread through the entire story of Joseph, through his pain and even eventually his prosperity, whether in good times or bad, the presence of Jesus will prove to be our greatest treasure, assurance, and blessing. We typically don't discover the intimacy and joy of Jesus' presence without going through some difficult times. And somebody here tonight is having a difficult time. I'm here to encourage you to lean into his presence. And in the end, you may even find yourself grateful for the trial, even for the trouble, because it drew you closer to Christ. And I want to say, first of all, whether in the pit or the palace, God's presence changes everything. I'm going to say it again. Whether you're in the pits or you're in the palace, God's presence changes everything. You know, we tend to, we tend to think that we're, we're blessed when life is good and Everything is running smoothly. Everybody's getting along. No trouble at home. Everybody's healthy. Things are good at work and relationships are thriving. And indeed, these are blessed times. 
But I've come to remind someone tonight that God can still bless you even in the midst of a season of suffering. And I need to remind someone tonight that blessing and suffering are not mutually exclusive. Genesis speaks of Joseph's time in prison, but the Lord was with Joseph and extended kindness to him, the Bible says. I used to always think that the Lord was kind to Joseph, but I'm saying, Lord, how can you be kind to brother and he's in prison? How can you be kind to a brother and he's strung out on drugs or a sister who's strung out on drugs? How in the world can, can you proclaim that yet you're still kind? But, but again, but this is no better exemplified by Joseph in that, again, he got out of prison. And even in his suffering, the presence of the Lord, the favor and blessing of God still rested on his life. As you look at the authority he was given, even in prison, he was given the authority over other prisoners in the midst of his hardship. And often when we are hurting, we look to God to show kindness by delivering us from our pain or by giving us what we want and what we long for. But often the Lord, he'll do this. But equally as often, God shows his love in ways different from what we expect. We can resist his kindness, be unaware, have our eyes closed to the blessing of God. But God was preparing Joseph for the dream he had given him. And some of y'all tonight are where Joseph was. Lord, you promised, but all my experience is hell. God, you made promises. It was prophesied that I was going to be blessed. And everything in my life has not been blessed. Your pain and hardship are never wasted, my friend, my brother, my sister, my son or daughter. Again, your pain and hardship are never wasted if you surrender yourself to the Lord in the midst of it all. That your time of struggle, your time of suffering and pain is not a time to run from Jesus. It's, a, it's time to put on your U.S. flyers and run to Jesus Christ. Because God will use your trouble and your difficult times and the challenges of life to refine you and prepare you and position you for the future that God has for you that you might become more like him. One more thing and I'm going to pray. One more thing. Folk will fail you. Folks who failed you. Folks who have let you down. Folks who have disappointed you cannot keep from coming to pass what God has for you. It's a song I heard many years ago. I tried to sing it, but I'm not a singer. You see, my children get all the gifts of singing. The Lord skipped a generation and gave it to them, but praise the Lord. What God has for you is for you. Someone say that with me. What God has for me is for me. And in life, people will let you down. People will fail you. And in looking at the life of Joseph, even when people do, that does not present God's plan from taking place in your life. His own brothers, his flesh and blood, they hated him. Because their father showed favoritism to Joseph. And then those dreams he talked about and told his brothers, I have a dream that y'all going to be under me. Y'all going to be doing what I say. <laughs> and, then, and then his daddy really messed up and gave him that coat of many colors. They hated their brother. They were jealous and outraged. They threw him in a pit. And the brother said, now we're going to see what becomes of that dreamer. But again, blood, what God says he's going to do, he's gonna, it's going to come to pass. And years later, the little brother was elevated to the number two man in all of Egypt. 
and all his brothers ended up bowing to him and depending upon him as he prophesied they would. They thought they could destroy the dream by destroying the dreamer, but nobody can shatter a dream when it comes from God. And when God is your source, all the devils in hell could not keep from transpiring what God said is yours because what God has for you is for you. So your testimony might be tonight. Your testimony might be tonight. Pastor, I've been betrayed. I've been wounded. I've been robbed. My life is just one testimony of being treated unfairly after another. But Joseph's story, again, read it later on tonight, and, and, and not the rest of scripture can cover up the pain that evil folks can inflict upon you, but what the Bible lets us know that Joseph later called evil, that again, evil was, is never swept under the rug because we see what his brothers did. But what we do see is God doing what he does in his own mysterious and glorious way, taking what was meant for evil and turning it into good. My God today. And regardless of what you've been through, I'm here to tell someone tonight, surrender those people and surrender your pain to God. Those who hurt you, those who let you down, those who weren't there for you, those who lied to you, those who made promises and did not come through for you. God says, I got you. And no matter what you've been through, no matter what others have put you through, God said, I am your God. And God has the grace. He'll give you the grace to forgive. And he'll reveal those promises from his word and keep you pressing mindful of his faithfulness. And for many of y'all here tonight, again, I came to tell somebody that your story is not, not yet over. You, 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 you're not in the last chapter of your life. Does not matter how your upbringing was, was. Does not matter what kind of home life you have. Does not matter all the sins and mistakes that you've made in life. God said you put a period where I put a comma. And your life is not over. The rest of the story is yet to be told. The rest of the story, you, you packed up your bags and went home too early. God's not through with you yet. And J Joseph had to wonder, God, where are you? But he discovered, again, in his, what he called a detour to Egypt, it was really no detour at all. Because Joseph was right where God wanted him to be. I'm through. Your story is not over, beloved. And, and when somebody said to you that's all over, there's no hope for you, you're not going to make it, you're not going to be nothing, tell them next lie. Because the Bible says, let us hold fast to the hope we profess, for he who promises faithful. The Bible says the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. The Bible says, I am confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that Jesus the Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. <laughs> who, who, 
Who was the spirit of the Lord talking to tonight? You come forth and stand in front of me. I'm going to pray for you. Who was the spirit of the Lord talking to tonight? Who here has been dealing and battling with a situation? Who here feels that I'm, I'm too weak? I got, I'm going to give up. I can't take too much more of this. Who here, who here has entertained giving up and walking away from Teen Challenge? Who here tonight? Saying, Pastor, I'm through. I'm at my wit's end. I can't take any more. I'm tired of this. I'm tired. My life has been one mistake after another. My life has been one disappointment after another. My life has been one let down after another. And all the people who said they would come through for me did not come through for me. But God told me today, now he's going to come through for you, beloved. He's going to come through for you tonight. And if you were just beloved, if you need to repent, then you do that right now. You need to say, Lord, forgive me. You do that right now. You, let's take care of some business on tonight here. You do that right now. Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me. Lord, I'm Lord, I repent of my sins. And when I say repent, repent means you through with it. Repentance means I'm not going back there. Repent means I'm changing my address. Repent means I'm changing my, my phone number and my email address. Repent means I'm through. And by the grace of God, the power of God is present here tonight to break every hole that the enemy has upon your life. He can take the taste out of your mouth and the desire for anything that is evil and will cause you harm. God by his power is present tonight. To I'm getting ready to pray. I'm getting ready to pray. I rebuke the devil. Bind that spirit that has you bound. I lose here in the name of Jesus and let the people of God go. You are God's child. You are God's son. You are God's daughter. Does not matter. Does what not take place in the past. You can't do nothing about the past. But your life begins today. And God has made some precious promises to you. And God will keep his word. And I came by. I came by. Let you know God is faithful. He has not forgotten about you. God loves you. He loved you so much he sent his son Jesus. They were in heaven chilling and marinating. He said, you go, you go on down there and die because there'd be some people at a spiritual emphasis week on a Wednesday night who needed you to die that they might live. And so I come here tonight to pray and let you know the Lord has not given up on you, so don't you give up on God. I see in my spirit, you're coming to this altar has made the devil kind of nervous. <laughs> oh, God, tonight, you'll come to this altar. The devil is, is he's... He's strutting around hell thinking, how can I, wait a minute, they're, they're, about to, they're about to cut me out of their life. They're about to turn their back on me and give themselves to God. You've made the devil tonight just by coming to the altar. Then let's complete the work. Let's complete the work and the transformation and say yes, completely yes to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your presence, God, with us on tonight. God, we thank you for your mercies and your kindness. Thank you, Lord, in spite of what I've done. 
you never turned your back on me. My family, my mother, my parents, my friends have turned their back on me, but God, you never have. And I thank you, Lord, tonight. And Lord, what else is there for me to do but to give my life totally to you? And to leave and quit that which brought me to this place in life. The devil meant to kill me. The devil meant to destroy me. But God, here I am tonight in this place. And my future lies in front of me. And my future will be nothing like my past. In the name of Jesus. Satan, take your hands off of God's property. You are an illegal trespasser tonight. Take your hands off those these sons and daughters of God. Release them and let them go. And God, I pray that by the power of the Holy Ghost that I'm free. I said I'm free tonight. By the power of God, I'm free. I've been loosed from that which has bound me. I've been loosed from that which has kept me in a stranglehold all of my life. I've been loosed tonight from everything, God, that has kept me from becoming the man and woman of God you desire to be. Take the taste out of my mouth. Take the desire out of my spirit. I want to be a man and woman of God. And whatever I've got to do, God, it starts tonight, and I'm going to do it in the name of Jesus. Now give God a praise. Give God a shout. When you make the devil good in man, you make the devil good and mad tonight and declare I'm free. I've been liberated. I'm God's child. I'm his son. I'm his daughter. In Jesus' name. Now give God one more shout. Give God a praise for what he's done and what he's brought to pass in your life. Once again, thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe, though. It's easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe. God bless you today.